From WUWM, Milwaukee's NPR, this is Capital Notes, a podcast about Wisconsin politics and politicians. I'm Marty Michelson. Each week, I discuss noteworthy developments with J.R. Ross, editor of WISPolitics.com. Here's our latest conversation. So, J.R., a nonpartisan audit of the 2020 presidential election in Wisconsin has turned up no evidence of widespread fraud. The Legislative Audit Bureau released its findings on Friday, along with recommendations on how the state could improve the way it runs elections. The audit suggests that the state adopt formal rules regarding the use of ballot drop boxes, among other things. The Bureau also determined that dozens of voting machines it examined worked correctly. So there's a lot to unpack here. What are people at the Capitol saying about these findings? Is anybody surprised? No, not really. Uh, Democrats are arguing in, that this shows it was a safe, secure, and accurate election, that this kind of shows it's time to move on and stop the quote-unquote big lie from Donald Trump supporters that the election was somehow stolen. Republicans, meanwhile, are focusing a little more on some of the gray areas in where the Elections Commission has been operating, arguing that They've exceeded state law, their authority under state law, and they need to be reined in. So, for example, uh, you know, there's a recommendation in this audit for the legislature to uh, consider passing legislation to uh, authorize drop boxes explicitly to collect absentee ballots and for the Elections Commission to promulgate rules about drop boxes. Remember, if the Elections Commission takes guidance or something that's put into uh, place for clerks about how to run elections, if they do it via the rules process, that gives lawmakers then the opportunity to have oversight of those and possibly suspend or nix uh, the rules that they want to put forth. So there's a lot going on in that audit, but it doesn't look like it's going to change the d- d- debate dramatically. If you're somebody who thinks that the election was fraudulent, you're going to pick apart little pieces of the election, you know, of the results and say, hey, this, this shows something was amiss and how this thing was done. If you're convinced that it was done on the up and up, this is going to reinforce that belief for you, and it's going to keep continue where we're at right now, where you have Justice Gableman continuing his investigation for uh, some of the Republicans and a continued debate about election law going forward in Wisconsin. Right. The results of the Audit Bureau investigation won't have an impact on the separate probe being conducted by former Wisconsin Supreme Court Justice Michael Gableman, who was hired by Republican Assembly Speaker Robin Voss. What's the latest on that story? Well, after the report was released on Friday, uh, Robin Voss, the Assembly Speaker, immediately said this shows it a need to continue that investigation. Um, the last we know from Gablin is we have one, uh, Josh Call has filed a lawsuit in Dane County Court arguing that uh, Gablin should not be allowed to enforce the subpoenas he issued against the Elections Commission because he says that he doesn't have the power to do it essentially. For one, uh, if you read those subpoenas, they envision uh, some elections commission coming to this office park where Galen has an office in Brookfield and providing testimony. The argument is that under the law that these things were issued, these subpoenas or the, the whole investigation was authorized, you can only basically do it in front of a committee in public. Um, two, that this is not veering into the realm of being in, uh, a law enforcement action, not a not a legislative thing, but a law enforcement action that that's not allowed under state law. So we have that going on, and we don't have any idea at this point how Gablin is spending the money that he's been authorized by the legislature because he hasn't turned in any um, invoices with the Assembly 
to track that. So you know, on it goes, and there's no end in sight. Uh, at one point, the expe- expectation was it was going to finish up at the end of October. Now Voss is saying it could be the end of the year. So there's really no end in sight for that investigation or when it's going to wrap up. In another development, Democratic Governor Tony Evers has essentially rejected the GOP's redistricting plans, telling Republicans to start over and draw new maps, ones that he can accept. Republicans who control the state legislature submitted maps last week that would set Wisconsin's political boundaries for the next decade and scheduled a public hearing for later this week. The maps are based largely on the current boundaries the GOP drew 10 years ago, which passed under Republican Governor Scott Walker, and then became the subject of lawsuits as Democrats accused Republicans of illegal gerrymandering. Do you think the GOP will follow Evers' directive to start over and craft new maps? No. Uh, they're arguing that these maps fit all the criteria in state law, that they are good with those, and they're going to continue to pursue them. So there's no, no indication at all that they're going to go back to the drawing board on these things or alter them in any significant way. And finally, former Republican State Representative Adam Jarko of Balsam Lake has filed paperwork in an effort to unseat Democratic Attorney General Josh Call next November. Jarko would run in a Republican primary against Fond du Lac District Attorney Eric Toney, and his candidacy comes after UW-Madison law professor Ryan Owens dropped out of the race after he was blasted for deleting podcast interviews with critics of Donald Trump. How does Jarko stack up against Eric Tony, and how does he stack up against Josh Call? Well, he has the same issue that Ryan Owens did, that is he doesn't have any prosecutorial experience. Now, there is an argument to be made by some that you don't need prosecutorial experience, so you can run as somebody who's got um, a conservative you know, warrior on the issues and, and run that kind of a campaign. But generally speaking, voters have tended to gravitate toward candidates who have that experience as a prosecutor. Uh, does not appear that Jarko has that, so that's going to be an issue for him, both against Tony, who is a Fond du Lac County DA, as you pre-primary, and against um, Josh Call if he were advanced to the general election. So, you know, you keep an eye on that, uh, but there's also an argument that that's not as big a deal this year, that in the end, it's going to be all about what um, uh, the top of the ticket, how it performs, and if Republicans have a great year, then it doesn't really matter if the AG candidate has experience as a prosecutor or not, because the top of the ticket will will take him across the finish line. We'll see. You know, it's a lot of discussion, a theoretical discussion right now about that issue, but it's definitely something to keep an eye on. That's WISPolitics.com editor J.R. Ross. You can join us each week for our conversations. And if you haven't done so already, subscribe to Capital Notes on iTunes, NPR One, or wherever you get your podcasts.